0: Hello everyone, this is Mirko Guerrini and I welcome you to the Jazz Transcription Clinic, a monthly interviews podcast where we talk with accomplished jazz doctors about their lives, career and their personal secrets on the art of transcribing. If you want to improve at jazz, stay tuned and follow the Jazz Transcription Clinic on the socials for more content. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which this podcast is being recorded, I pay my respects to their elders, past and present, and the Aboriginal elders of other communities who may be here today. Hello everyone, and welcome to a new episode of the Jazz Transcription Clinic podcast. A podcast where every month we interview a new jazz doctor who will talk about uh, his way of or her way to transcribe, Um, and why it's so important to transcribe jazz solos. Uh, Today is with us uh, the wonderful doctor named Claudio Giovagnoli from Italy. And let me introduce briefly uh, Claudio. Claudio, I met Claudio when I was uh, quite young and he was very young. We are more or less same age and he was a student of my father, he was studying clarinet with my father, and then he started, also studied uh, saxophone with uh, important jazz musicians in uh, Italy, like uh, Stefano Cantini, Maurizio Gianmarco, uh, and then uh, he also studied with the legendary Dave Liebman, and he has a master degree uh, uh, in jazz, uh, obtained at the Florence Conservatorium of Music, and he has played with a number of uh, important figures in pop, jazz, and blues music. Uh, just to mention a few of them, he's a stable member of the uh, funky band named Funkoff, led by another legendary saxophone player, Italian saxophone player Dario Cecchini, who hopefully will be a guest on this podcast soon. And uh, Claudio is also a stable player in Anna Popovich band and has toured extensively with uh, uh, this artist and is even in these days he's touring uh, with this artist, COVID permitting so it's my pleasure and my honor to host for the first episode of the jazz transcription clinic the doctor claudio giovagnoli hello everybody
1: thank you i'm very happy to be here Uh,
0: great so uh it happened a few days ago uh on on facebook uh we are still friends on, on yes. Facebook, and it happened that I saw this incredible, incredible work that you have done <laughs> on one of. Thank you. Uh, uh, I have to admit, I had this idea of setting up a, a jazz transcription podcast a um, few months ago, but you were the final. You know, inspiration that <laughs> made me decide, and I contacted you straight away. And um, I'm so happy that you are inaugurating I... this this podcast with me. So i um, The whole meaning of this podcast is to try to inspire all the jazz musicians, all the jazz students around the world. Uh, and make them understanding why transcribing a jazz solo is so important. So I will ask uh, Claudio a uh, few questions, and hopefully uh, we can discuss together some of the matter. Maybe. and we can start with that uh, solo that I will I will post the link in the podcast description or the video description, so you can. Go and watch Claudio performing uh, that incredible solo which is five and a half minutes, so it's, it's quite a huge work that you did, but you will explain to us how you manage to do that. So the first question. Yes, please. Great. So first question is very general and I'm gonna ask you why do you transcribe?
1: Uh, that is a good question. Uh, there are different thoughts about. Somebody thinks that uh, you must explore, find your way, and just start by standing harmony and going on with the free mind, no? Open mind. But uh, uh, I see also with the when I was a student with my students' step. The, the students that uh, listen to jazz music, listen to other artists and try to imitate them and try to study them, they get best, the best, they get the, the phrase, they get the, the ideas. And they, they, from them, from there, they can develop their own ideas. Uh, an example I always do is uh, if you are a son of a carpenter, there is a son of a picture man. Also, there is a son of a carpenter, no? <laughs> and um, when is, and and you work with your father, you a plank of wood in this way, you do exactly in that way. Even because if you do in another way, you can cut your fingers. And then you 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 build your furniture in exactly the way your father is teaching is teaching you. Then you start to say yes, but maybe I can now try a different way. I can. So it is another way I can assemble. in another way, and you develop your ideas, but you start from uh, uh, the the history, no? I mean, it's from the from uh, the praxios, praxios, praxis, praxis, uh, uh, praxis, And uh, there are big art. I played uh, saxophone, for example, in example the tenor saxophone. Well, in in all saxophone, there are big. Artists, big musicians, they have they have explored the harmony, the melody, the the instrument possibilities, like uh, from, starting from Lester Young, Coleman Hawkins, Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, Dexter Go, Michael Brecker, no, and they have done a big job, and uh, in, um, coming also from from the the time they were living, no, and all the ideas that were. Um, in in that time and they have explored and uh, tried and find found different solutions. and uh, if you start from there and you start from learning them then you are um, like the son of the carpenter you know the job then from there you can develop your your own ideas without uh, starting from the beginning
0: yes and i can add to this that we are both from florence uh, which was where the renaissance you know took place and so we all heard the stories or studied the stories of those magnificent artists that uh, were working in florence like michelangelo leonardo da vinci lorenzo ghiberti giotto And all those artists, they didn't go to an art school. They were admitted to uh, an older artist in his workshop. And for the first four or five years, all they were allowed to do was to watch. Yes. Don't say a word. Don't do anything. Don't touch anything. Just watch and maybe after 4 years you can i don't know paint the background or prepare the colors you know for the master yeah. so that is that is the way you know <laughs> that is one yeah. sure way that works in in arts and yeah thanks i think that um, that is a good example Claudia, on
1: the uh, carpenter. Uh, yeah, the, the
0: good reason <laughs> you want to learn, <laughs> you know, from someone that is already a master in that thing. Yes. Uh, yes. So this uh, brings me to the next question, which is, what do you expect to bring home with transcriptions?
1: Uh, uh, a lot of things, I mean. Yeah. Um, Technique, instrument technique, of course. Um, Melodic and harmonic solutions, of course. Because, uh, um, okay, I can answer in a different way.
0: Hmm. Okay.
1: The first time, the first time, okay, when I went to school, to the school we went together in Florence, uh, they always meet always told me, okay, you must practice at home and you must must study the patterns, you must study the scales, and you must study the solos. And I went home, I studied the the, the scales, the patterns, and trying to study the solo, but in a wrong way, later we will talk about how to study solo because that is a very important thing, and uh, and uh, I'm using uh, um, to say a method that as, as I, I learned from Dave Liebman in a master class he he did here in uh, Florence, and uh, I was studying but I was not reaching what I was looking for, and but sometime uh, I, I was, for example, practicing a, a, a pattern. And when I went to, to play, to, to my concert, I, I wasn't, I was not using that pattern. Then I was, uh, what was happening that I was listening to a, um, um, a CD, I mean, sorry, a CD, a, a tape at the time, <laughs> With, uh, of, of my artist listening and listening. And then I was using the patterns he was using without studying it. Just, uh, they, they entered in my mind, no? Uh, so, um, when after the, the masterclass I did, you want to say something?
0: Yeah, yeah, but no? you, okay. you can finish what you were saying.
1: Okay. Um, after the, the masterclass with um, Dave Liebman, I started a solo of Sony Rollins the saxophone colossus uh, Moritat from saxophone colossus because uh, I, I i felt the necessity of uh, studying the ori the the the, the first uh, the, the, the early jazz no i mean it's not the daily the the the, the, mm, the art pop the pop art pop style no because i was i, I started listening to uh, bergonzi and michael Brecker uh, and uh, uh, f- but uh, I needed something older to uh, be more inside the armory, more inside the... Uh, and uh, it took me six months, six months, but at the end, I was feeling, oh, I'm playing like Sony Rollins. Of course, it was not true. <laughs> that was my feeling, of course. <laughs> but uh, I, I learned that way of... Uh, improvising of thinking uh, the the melodic and rhythmic uh, um, patterns and uh, then after i say now i want something different i want that uh, double time patterns double time phrasing like john coltrane and i started blue train of john coltrane the whole solo it took me maybe one, one year uh, but um, maybe more and at the end oh, oh, oh I'm playing like John Kuntrey I make the substitution with the uh, is doing no and uh, and from that then uh, you develop your own ideas so this is what I expect from a solo to learn something from that master to learn something that I'm not able to do and from there to build on your own ideas.
0: Yes. I think you you touch a critical point here. Um, You said that when you studied patterns, you weren't able to incorporate those things into your playing. And One reason might be that everything that we study on paper does not have a sound. So we don't learn the sound, we learn the theory behind it but when we play we are surrounded by sound so if you learn something from the sound that is when you start you know uh, like remembering you start hearing in your head oh this harmonic sequence uh, could fit you know that line that i heard so many times oh this resolution You know, it's when I can play that sound, or sometimes it happens to me when I play. Literally, when I'm playing, I can hear one line that I don't know, I might have started years and years ago. Yeah, I say, Oh, yeah, I can play this here. You know, because you, you can hear the sound in your head. So, I think this is one very critical point that. Uh, we transcribe to learn how to sound like a master. Yeah. Not not really or not only to learn the technique, to learn the harmonic technique that is implied uh, in in the solo, but to learn the language. Uh, An example that I always make to, to my students is that, you know, if you have a new newborn baby in front of you and you want to teach the new baby a language would you provide a grammar book
1: <laughs> no
0: what do you do you simply talk to him
1: talk or yes. to her
0: you simply talk to the baby right and eventually it happens that the baby starts to try to try to imitate the sounds. And I'm a good living example of this because my kids, two of my three kids, uh, they didn't speak any English when we moved to Australia. And especially Hugo, uh, who was like two and a half when we moved here, he was able to learn the English grammar without being able to read and yeah. one one simple example is the you need to add the the letter s at the end of the verbs in third person right yes he eats he does you know how how did he learn that because he he was much much better than me when <laughs> When I came here, I had to study. I had to go back to study some of the English grammar, and I still make a lot of mistakes. And my my kids now they they correct me all the time. Oh, Dad, again, you know. But back then, I, I could see this this boy that was trying to figure out how to talk this language, and he learned the grammar. Yeah, you know, like that. So. The whole thing that I say is that if we assume that jazz is just another way to speak the language of music, why don't we learn like a baby, you know, to learn from our parents, which could be uh, Ella Fitzgerald, John Coltrane, or, you know, Sarah Vaughan, and and so on.
1: That is not only for jazz music, it is also for every kind of music. because. if, if it, when you start playing as instrument, And uh, I, I remember one time I had a, a Romanian student uh, uh, from the Gypsy culture, uh, and uh, he was learning with the clarinet, everything by here. And he was doing everything very well because listening to uh, his friends and he was doing exactly the same thing with the same sound, with the same timing, and then sometimes you have uh, other students that are uh, uh, reading the classical methods, know, everything, and they are doing the notes, but with the not with the correct sound, with the correct articulation. Because uh, even if you uh, uh, um, say to them, talk to them how to do it, uh, if they don't listen to the music, they will not get it. Because you must listen. Yeah. Yes. Yes for every language.
0: And another thing I would like to to add, you said your first solo took you six months. I think my first solo ever was uh, a Lester Young solo on uh, a simple blues called Easy Does It. And it took me probably the same six months (laughs) with the difference that then when I brought it to check to my... Uh, teacher at that time was Maurizio Gianmarco, he was like eighty percent wrong. <laughs> and I was so frustrated <laughs> because I said, Oh no, I can't do it. I can't do it. I give up. You know? And I said, no, 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 it's normal, it's normal. You know, you have to fix this. Yeah. And then next thing I fix all the notes, all the rhythms, and then we spend like three months on Lester Young's vibrato. And, yeah. and he was very strict. He was no. It was like, try? No, not even close. <laughs> but that was a good lesson, you know, but we will talk about it. Uh, yeah. Great. Let's move to the next question, which okay. is really, really, really important and super common among all the students. How do you choose the solos you are going to transcribe?
1: Yeah, I think uh, I have a... Uh, in part I've already answered to this question previously, no, because uh, I, I'm choosing, often I'm choosing what I'm missing. So I, as, as I told you first, uh, I, I choose uh, um, Sony Rollins solo because uh, I, I felt that, I felt that I'm missing the history. Yes. The, the basic. Then I choose uh, John Coltrane because, of course, because I like John Coltrane. But yes, that's I, I always choose the um, musician that I, I love, of course. Have, but, you, ever, have uh, you
0: ever felt um, that one solo was too difficult, too challenging?
1: Yes, yes, yes. And in example in this solo I did now, Michael Brecker, yeah? recorded. I started it. And uh, after well, 10 days, uh, I thought, I can't do it. It's too difficult for me because it's a machine. But Michael Brecker was incredible, technical, incredible. And then I say, okay, let's try. I will do it slower. I will try it slower. And uh, then I did it is yeah. is a matter of patience, and I will I will uh, I will uh, explain later how to do it. But it's a yeah. matter of patience. Sometimes you want to do. I be, I think the bigger mistake always is that you want to do everything immediately now. <laughs> music has got long times, long learning times. You must. Uh, Sometimes you learn quick, quicker <laughs> if you let if you study slowly than trying to go immediately at the end of the exercise. Yeah. So uh, you must take your time. Go slowly with the patience you need and you will get it.
0: Yeah. And uh, do you transcribe only saxophones?
1: Oh no. Because uh, sometimes um I have transcribed something from, from the piano uh, piano players uh, to understand how it's moving on the armory sometimes the different solution. Of course uh, mainly I think is uh, um, transcribing the solo made in your instruments is giving you something more because uh, you have the same sound, the same. Um, tonality the same uh, uh, technique example make doing the, the the Charlie Parker solos on tenor saxophone uh, is good but it's not the same as doing them in this in the alto because there is different position different um, uh, solutions yeah, no yeah. I mean so yeah
0: even though but uh, <clears throat> I think it can be uh, it can be also very good to transcribe other instruments because you can learn something that is not embedded in, in your instrument. Because yeah. I found, for example, when I play a John train solo, of course, it's not easy and you need some technique. You know, you yeah. need to know how to move your fingers. But there is something in his playing that, of course, is not... Too difficult, is is like implied in, in the saxophone, is embedded there. Yeah. He uses some incredible stuff, but if you know saxophone, it's not impossible. Yeah. Right? Is it's like and some of the lines that are played, are like, oh, this line is cool, doesn't take too long because it was played on exactly the same instrument. While I remember one time I transcribed uh, a guitar solo, oh gee, that was hard. Even if maybe it wasn't too quick or too fast, the tempo, but just the intervallic relationship within the notes, which probably on the guitar is a little bit easier because they go down on the stick. But on the saxophone, it's not easy to play in sixth or sevenths up and down, you know, and be proficient. No. So I think there are some benefits. And I did it because I read an article, an interview to Pat Mithini. And he said that he transcribed a lot of trumpeters because he wanted to develop a more melodic taste And, hey, Pat Metheny is one of the most melodic guitar players. Yes,
1: absolutely. Right? Yes.
0: And sometimes he said, uh, I transcribed, for example, a lot of, you know, Chad Baker, Miles, of course, Clifford Brown. And he said, I forced myself to play only on, like, the last two strings. Yeah. Because I wanted to avoid you know, all the facilities that are on the guitar and guitar. think more like a trumpeter, which plays only one note at a time, right? And I have, I have to feel the interval, you know, by moving my hand sure. horizontally. And it's a great approach. It's a great idea, you know. So if yeah, you transcribe an agree. instrument that is not yours, you can develop some skills that maybe will bring you to... Uh, some originality in your playing
1: Yeah, I do agree completely
0: <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I'm glad, you <laughs> do uh, Great, Let, let's talk about more practical things what methodology you apply to transcribe and the sub-question is what software, if you use any, do you use when you transcribe?
1: Yeah Oh Transcribe, okay. I um, yes, I use uh, the computer of course. Eh? I use uh, just a software that can slow down the, um, especially if the solo is very fast. Of course, if the solo is not fast, I don't need it. But uh, in example uh, with the solo of Michael Breck, that is very fast, I needed to slow it down because it's slow, and uh, I slow it down. Uh, not too much because when you slow it very, very much, then the, the sound is, uh, artifact you know, you can't, you can't hear very well, you know, sometimes you, you hear notes that are not there <laughs> and, um, and so, uh, I put everything on paper. I wrote it down because, uh, for, uh, several reasons, one is to, if I write, write it down i can share it in example with my students or with uh, other musicians
0: or with the just prescription clinic for example
1: exactly <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also um, it helps me in memorizing the um, the notes and the lines because when uh, i read it on paper then uh, I sing in my mind the names of the notes, like singing the words of a song. And then I have the position on the saxophone. There are three different uh, parts of the memory that works together and each one helps the other one. And the sound also, the sound that is coming out, of course, all together helps me. Then also it helps me to make a analysis of what, the um, artist was doing. So if I see in um, Saxophone Colossus uh, the lines uh, when it's go in uh, G minor that is uh, A minor form, uh, for our instruments, uh, and you see that it's moving in uh, um, 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 in a melodic scale melodic, yes, minor melodic scales, uh, you can see it very well and how it's moving and uh, the, the interval that it's using is very, is more uh, visible eh? on, the, on paper sometimes, it's, very, it's easier to do an analysis. So what I do, I take, uh, I start from the beginning and listening and transcribing note by note down on the sheet.
0: How much you use and the saxophone in the process? Do you check every note or you are now able to just hear uh, the notes and write it down? No, uh,
1: I, I tell you the truth. Usually I use the piano. Okay. Because uh, I, I have a keyboard, keyboard, the digital keyboard, and, the, and uh, I found the notes on the piano because then I make, I make the corrections. When I go to play and study with the saxophone, I can, you can hear when whether you... Wrote down a wrong note or wrong timing and then I make the correction. I wrote down everything and uh, Later with the saxophone. I study everything and if there's something wrong, I correct it.
0: Okay um, And can you name the software that you use?
1: Uh, usually I use a, a software soft, soft that is called Magix Samplitude it is like, a pro, like Pro Tools, like Logic, and software like okay. that, because I use a Wii. But uh, I think you can use uh, any tri- that is transcribed that can slow it down. Also, I need to loop a section. Yeah. Uh, so, every time I loop a list. So, just what I need is just to slow it, slow it down and loop a section. So, any software that can do it.
0: And of course, we, are, we are both coming from the Jurassic era yeah so i remember that when i wanted to transcribe a solo what i was doing is to copy the solo from a cd uh, to a tape and just copy the solo like 10 times on a tape and then i was driving the car and in the cars we didn't have cd players they were tape players in the cast yeah so i put the tape in and there is the solo going on like 10 times and i could <laughs> like even sing along so that i want yes, when i'm back sure. home i can you know replay the cd but i have almost already memorized the lines the phrases and of course i have to triple check uh but that that was you know a, what a software is doing in these days i don't know if you know there is also a website that i uh, sometimes recommend to my students is called tunetranscriber.com where you can okay. basically upload on the website either a youtube video with a link or you can upload uh, an mp3 that you have on your computer and then you can create loops of a section. You can slow down the loop, and in, you cool. can memorize the loops. If you want to save the loops, you have to uh, purchase. The app, and I think it's only like 20 $25. So it's not extremely expensive, but even if you use it for free, you can create the loop in a session and just practice. With what's the name tune? tune transcriber.com
1: cool yeah i didn't know it and uh, um, yes you are right the first step is to listen to the solo many times you must you I be able to sing it all over the all over the solo yeah that is the, the first important
0: yeah. step and you have already answered the the next question which was do you write it down so I will skip that one and we go to the next one which is uh, how do you practice the transcribed solos
1: yes that is the most important part
0: because uh, let me just uh, finish the question I used to say to all my students your work starts when you have your solo finished to transcribe. So once it's all transcribed, either if you memorized it or you wrote it down, that's when your work starts. It's not, I start transcribing this solo. No, that's the preliminary work. And then you have it and you start your job, which is? (laughs) Is this one. (laughs) Uh,
1: How I said before, is a matter of time and patience so what i do is this Uh, i I take the first phrase of the solo, a short phrase because uh, the the quantity of attention and memory you need is very big so if you take a too long phrase or a too long part of the solo you cannot get that attention on it. So, you cannot get the same results. And sometimes I, I see many students that they are going, Oh, I, I studied all the solo and they make all uh, all the solo and it's completely wrong. <laughs> As you say with <laughs> uh, Leslie really so. <laughs> <did. laughs> <laughs> so, what you do? What I do? I take a short phrase. Uh, if uh, I slow it down, and uh, I hear it uh, with the headphones, I use uh, uh, the headphones like the mm, the one you have got, not the, the in ear monitors the, the or over
0: uh, ears,
1: over ears headphones. And why is important to use the headphones? Because you must hear what. Uh, the artist, the musician is playing, not what you are playing, especially with saxophone. Sometimes your, your sound is too loud. And so you will cover the original sound and you cannot understand if you are doing the same thing or not. So I, I take the first phrase, listen with my headphone headphones and uh, with the transcription in front of me and I start playing it with the original. Uh, As soon as I play in loop several times, I starting to memorize it and I start to play it without reading anymore. And then the bigger work, the bigger job begins because at that time is like when you listen to any song the first time. The first time you, you listen, even a pop song, of, of course, you listen to the melody, to the harmony, to the arrangement, to the words, to the lyrics, but you cannot pay attention to everything at the, uh, uh, in, in the, at the same time. So the first time you listen maybe to the lyrics and to the melodic line, and then you see, oh, Listen what the bass player is doing. Oh, listen what uh, the harmony is there. So you discover more and more things. So when playing by memory and listening to him, you say, oh, uh, this note here is wrong. Okay, I correct it. Oh, the timing is not the same. Oh, the articulation seems not to be the same. I must adjust. And the sound, I'm not sounding like him. So you must play it, uh, and at the end, uh, it seems that you are playing exactly the same phrase with the same sound, with the same timing, with the same articulation. That's what is uh, your uh, goal, um, target. Yes.
0: Yes. I'm I'm glad that that you mentioned all those things, and you didn't mention to play the right notes. Because at the end, that's not that important. But, you know, it's much more to get to the point where you start focusing, for example, on the articulation dynamics. For example, breathing for us is critical. Yeah. You know, we need to understand how much air the player had, you know, taken to play that long phrase. And if I don't remember to breathe like that the phrase, or like sure. in, in the solo that you transcribed, I think the fourth chorus, he starts doing all the bracharisms. So he, I like altissimo fingerings. And, you know, it requires to be aware that you need a certain amount of air, a certain am- amount of pressure. You have to, you know... Check if you're ambusher. Kind of lines, so you you of start course. becoming aware of a process of a mental process that was involved at the time of, yes. you know, that solo was played. Absolutely.
1: Yes. And uh, for the day, that's my job. Yeah. Finish. Just a little phrase. That may take me twenty minutes. Much. But- that result. And that's all for that. If I go to the next phrase, I will ask too much from my attention and from my memory. The next day I do the next phrase, the same method. And probably will be a little bit quicker. Quicker, quicker how to say I'm sorry for my English, I know. (laughs) Sound in that Timing in that uh, articulation. So, and I do the same job with the second phrase, and then I redo everything from the beginning to that point. And day by day a little piece will be faster, it's better word faster yeah. than, <laughs> than uh, uh, trying to do longer parts of the solo yeah. together.
0: There is one thing that I noticed in, in the video of you playing the solo, which made me thinking, and I have a question for you. I've noticed that when you start the solo, which is, you know, Sprecher is taking his time to build up the energy to build up the solo. And for the first probably three choruses, you hardly uh, see any semiquavers any sixteen note, yeah. you know, so he's clearly building up, taking a bit of time, he let, you know, the rhythm section support him and, and he's great. And I noticed that you have your eyes open there. I don't know if you were reading the solo at that time when you- No, 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 you, no. Okay. I all,
1: everything by memory.
0: But on the fifth chorus, is when he starts to throw in those incredible lines, you know, long phrases with semiquavers, never ending. There is one uh, in the middle of the sixth sol- uh, the sixth chorus, which is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine bars of semiquavers, and I notice that when you play those lines, your eyes are are closed. Yes. So my question is. Do you close your eyes because you had to study those lines for such a longer time that now you need to recollect all your concentration to play those lines? Because this is just to tell Ah. everyone that is listening that when you go to listen to Claudio playing this solo, you cannot tell the difference. He's so together with the original source, that is really really unbelievable your your job that is absolutely incredible claudio and but i know that the amount of work required to get to that point especially on on a phrase like that is so much then then i thought of course he's closing his eyes because that line is now part of himself and you know when yes. he plays I don't know but it's just a question for you why you have
1: no no but you answered the question yes uh, is a way of uh, being being uh, inside that phrase and to concentrate and to be together here sometimes it happens even when um, it happens even when you play no when you go, when you play with the, your quartet or uh, or your quintet. Uh, sorry for the dogs. <laughs> um, Sometimes you feel the same. Uh, okay. An example. A better example I can do is uh, with uh, my um, section um, musician. Uh? Example when I play with uh, Anna popovich with the trumpet player, with Davide. Sometimes we make if we do a mistake we do a mistake together <laughs> because uh, it's uh, like telepathy, No, you you enter in the mind of the other and the other enter in your mind you feel the same thing together you try to understand what he's doing and he's trying to understand what you are doing and playing the same time the same way the same uh, the, the notes with the same uh, uh, la- lasting the same time and uh, sometimes I close my eyes just to enter in, uh, in touch with the mind of the, the other one. And this is the same thing that happened with Michael Brecker and trying to uh, enter in telepathy with him from the <laughs> haven of
0: course. <laughs> no, that's great. But that's great because it's, it's clear that, <laughs> you know, watching you is, is fun. It's also fun because you, you can see what's going on and you can see that when you play, you know, you have, Spend so much time on it in a good way, of course, yeah. that it, it comes out almost natural, you know, from you. That's great. Um, uh, there are only uh, a couple of more questions, so we will be done. Okay. soon. Thanks for your <laughs> time and patience. Oh,
1: it's been really um, a pleasure. I'm also learning from you.
0: <laughs> how how is it possible that you don't feel that if you transcribe, for example, you know, a, a solo like this one, Michael Breaker solo, and maybe spend a couple of months on it every day, like you said, for two months, uh, how is it possible that, then you don't feel like when you play, you don't feel like, oh, I'm trying to copy Michael Brecker. I'm just a a clone now I, I have lost my originality I would like to
1: play like Michael <laughs> Brecker and you <do> copy
0: <laughs> everyone <laughs> would like to yes no it's
1: uh, okay it is happened at one time with John Coltrane when I started the first solo I started I started uh, Blue Train and, and some other thing and uh, at, uh, it was happening that uh, I was playing too much similar in my mind of course because uh, playing like John Coltrane for me is not possible but uh, I was feeling to playing like John Coltrane too much closer to his phrase, too much close to his sound so what I did is stopping listening to John Coltrane for some time, stopping studying John Coltrane uh, stopping to study any other artist, just take some time and then start with something else. Because what you need to do is to take something from each of the artists you like, and then put them together, and then develop your personal sound, your personal phrase. So you must teach the basis from them, and then develop. And uh, so maybe at some time you, are doing it very similar to some to to the artist you are studying but that is a process of studying of uh, developing yourself now i think it's not a mistake it's not a problem just uh, is a step of your um, your way your way
0: yeah i understand and it's it's reasonable. Uh, do, you, do you suggest anything in particular to your students when they ask you this? Uh, how can you you know, work on a transcription and then don't feel like I'm, I'm losing my originality, I'm losing my personality? So what do you suggest? Um, when I,
1: sometime from a solo, there are uh, phrases that uh, take your attention. Now you say, oh, what is doing that? And sometimes you are trying to take that phrase and repeat it, no? I think that from a solo, it's not that the most important part. I think from a solo, there are a lot of phrasing, like moving on the scales, moving on the uh, arpeggio,
0: As you say, on the
1: course, or articulating, uh, or uh, sometimes are in the middle of the solo. (laughs) And that are the most important part of the solo, because uh, you train on it. uh, And uh, if you learn how to to move on it, then you will move in your own way, not uh, copying the same phrase, but just understanding how to move on the harmony on the scales uh, how how to articulate how to breath how you say how to move and uh, it will be not this is not coping it's just understanding how to move yes then of course if you take uh, a a phrase of um, bracket and you repeat it then in that that moment you are coping but What is copying? I uh, mean, everything has been done. Probably has been repeated. Yes. So, so if you feel, uh, yes, if you feel that that phrase fit you, you and you listen it, and you you can do it at that moment. It's it's not. uh, There is nothing wrong.
0: Uh, There is a a funny thing that happens sometimes to me. I remember in the past. Um, there is one solo by Joe Anderson that I transcribed and it's in uh, Concert C major, so D major for tenor saxophone. And so there are many, many phrases on 251 in in D major for us. And like 10 years after I uh, transcribed that solo, I put on the record again. So I didn't listen back to that record for 10 years. And then after 10 years, I put the record back and I listened to Joe Henderson playing and I say, why Joe Henderson is playing my lines? (laughs) Because I think the process was completed there because I transcribed the solo, I learned it, I studied, I started to incorporate some of the ideas in my playing. And after a few years, you forget from where those lines, those ideas are coming out from you like your own ideas. You have processed all those yes. things. So you don't think anymore, oh, now I'm throwing Joe Henderson line or a Sonny Rollins line or a Chris Potter line. Now you think, oh, I play this my own line. It, yeah. It, and it is yours, you, because yes. it is genuinely coming from your mind, from your instinct. Is no more linked. And so the feeling yeah, 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 is yeah, that right. you listen to that solo after 10 years, and you feel like, oh, Joe Henderson is playing my lines. <laughs> but actually, it's not true. Is It's the other way around. So that's interesting. Um, yeah, and you also already reply to the second last question, uh, which was what strategies you employ to incorporate what you learned into your playing, which is what we just talked about. And uh, we have come to the end with the last question, unless you want to add something, which is, uh, which transcribed solo is your favorite? And of course, why? Oh, that
1: is a difficult question. I think uh, oh, I can't answer with the only one solo. <laughs> I of think course. that uh, yeah of course there is some of them that uh, I I remember I mean I I have incorporated more than the others. Like uh, the, the one of Sony Rollins, I told you or Moritat that. that is a very um, how do you say in English vivayo? <laughs> uh, um,
0: okay, is a it's a, uh, it's
1: a um, nursery of a nursery. <laughs> nursery of uh, <laughs> of phrase incredible. Uh, and then also, in that time, uh, a solo of um, Dexter Gordon on uh, "I Remember April" is a, another one that uh, I love. And uh, of course, uh, one of which has changed my way of playing was uh, "Blue Train" from John Coltrane. And uh, but also other leaders. And uh, and now I hope that uh, maybe my favorite will become recorded from Michael Brecker. I. I I did not finish the job on it it's just the first part because uh, something I would like to tell more is this um in the process of studying the solo yep. what I do is I learn I transcribe it I learn everything phrase by phrase and taking the time that need at the hand what happens I'm able like uh, with the now with the solo of um Michael Brecker to play all the solo in the same way, by memory, with the same uh, timing, the same articulation, the same uh, sound, the more close that I can, of course, at the same speed. After that, what I do is starting to play that solo without michael breaker <laughs> i mean uh, i put um maybe i uh, build a, a, a just a, a, a base like a on, backing uh, track i real backing track yes backing track and playing the same solo without him that is not easy sometimes no. eh? because uh,
0: <laughs> you don't have the muscle memory anymore
1: <laughs> yes and uh, and i play it uh, with the chart, just the, not the, the transcription, just the chord chart in front of me. So what I try to understand is uh, what scales is using in this chord, how is, what is trying to thinking him? In example, in John Contrae, when he started, is moving on the pentatonic starting from the fifth, uh, from the fifth of the chord. It's time to understand how he's thinking him and um, when where does it start to play, and where does it stop to play? That uh, an important key. Sometimes I remember in some uh, standards I wasn't able to play something that was uh, good for uh, satisfactory for me, because uh, I was not able to chain the chords together. And when you listen to the big artists they know very well where to start and when to finish that is not always in the same way as the melodies has been built because the melody has been built slowly not in real time like when you're improvising yeah. and so if you start your phrase in one point or in another you change the, the the approach you have with the start and so uh, it's, it's like uh, the sensation must be like you are improvising improvising that moment uh, <laughs> with the lines of Michael Brecker but following the, the, the chart like you were improvising and yeah. doing
0: it yourself
1: and then I try to analyze every line and understand how it's moving so this is just the first part of the job now I have time to do the, <laughs> the other part
0: rest. So probably <laughs> I will leave you to it because it sounds yeah. like you <laughs> have some work to do. Um, so I'll, I'll thank you so much, Claudio, for uh, helping me with uh, uh, inaugurating this new podcast. And, thank you uh, for calling me, yeah, so the first doctor of uh, the Jazz Transcription Clinic is uh, Claudio Giovagnoli. You can check Claudio's work on his uh, personal website, which is Claudio uh, ClaudioGiovagnoli.it. Uh, I will put the link in the um, Uh, podcast description, and you can also check his uh, uh, albums, his music and his next dates on his website. If you have a chance of going to listen to one of his concerts, please don't miss because uh, as you uh, can imagine, he's one of the great artists uh, that are present around. So I'll thank you a thank lot you, and hope to see you soon and hug you uh, very soon when we will be able to travel again.
1: Yes, hope very will be very soon. Thank you to you, Mirko. It has been very a very big pleasure and a big, very big honor to be in your podcast.
0: Likewise, stay safe <laughs> and good luck Thanks. with everything. Thank you, also to you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.